Hello, heroes, and welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot. I'm James D'Amato, your Game Master. This week we bring you the conclusion to Noir World. Heroes, if you've liked this series and you haven't already, I encourage you to head over to the Noir World Kickstarter and back this game. This is the single best noir role-playing game that I have ever played. While the others have been fun, Noir World is the best at reproducing one of my favorite genres. Heroes, this weekend is Star Wars Celebration in Orlando, Florida. I, along with Cat, Johnny, and Pranks, will be attending that convention, and we're looking forward to meeting all of our fans and friends who are in Orlando or who are traveling to Orlando for the show. On Saturday, April 15th at 7.30 p.m., we'll be hosting a one-shot podcast meetup at Gods and Monsters, which is a comic shop on 5421 International Drive. We'll be hanging out and playing board games. This is your best chance to meet us at the show. Since I'm going to be gone for Celebration, this Wednesday, Wednesday, Pat O'Rourke is going to be running the one-shot Twitch stream. He hasn't picked a game yet, but he'll be there at 8 p.m. Central Time on Wednesday at twitch.tv slash oneshotrpg. Before we get to the show, I want to take a quick minute to thank our Patreon backers who make our Twitch stream and all of our podcasts possible. All right, heroes, we are back with thank yous hey, for, heroes. for our patrons. Oh, hello. I want to start off by pointing out that we thought we had an infallible system. <laughs> you thought that. I feel like we both kind of thought it. I believed you. Um, so I'm going to put that. I I trusted you. The way we have been, like, once we started our <laughs> second full round of thank yous, what we started doing was thanking people based on the order that they backed us. And we've just been moving through that list and not moving backwards. But when we were catching up today, I kind of felt like I saw some names that we hadn't read before. Okay. And I just wanted us to, like, read them just to be safe. Okay. So that's where we are. And the first name on that list is John Rogers. John Rogers. John, who was actually on an episode of One Shot. Yeah. Gosh. Uh, and created Jackie Chan Adventures, the, the cartoon. And Leverage. And, and Well, and The Librarians, which is a show that I very much enjoy. Uh, uh, gosh. And, and, uh, we got, think got, quite highly of, of you, John Rogers, as a writer. We, we absolutely do. And I really, like, not as a writer, just not just as a writer, as but as a, a showrunner. A showrunner in person. Yeah. Uh, just a wonderful dude. And I really have to throw in a plug for this because I do think this project is not going to get enough attention. He is adapting the King Killer Chronicles oh, cool. into a television project. And he's working with a little known writer named Lynn Manuel Miranda. And so I just don't think it's going to get it's enough press. It's not going to. It's not going to get enough press. <laughs> yeah. The one shot podcast uh, and campaign are going to help help I mean, blow that one up. I feel like <laughs> I feel like if it's successful, it's because of us. <laughs> Great. Um, so uh, thank you, John. Thank Sincerely, you, John. Really? Yeah. Uh, we cannot believe you listened to us. That moves us on to Wesley Farber. Wesley, thank you. Thank, thank you, you so much. And then Angus Mall. Angus Mall. Golly. Logan Rudy, thank you so much. Yargith, thank you so much. Salvatore Zarjak, thank you. Thanks again to all of our backers on Patreon. You make what we do possible. If you want to support the show and you don't have the cash to contribute to Patreon, just tell a friend about us. The more listeners we have, the better. And with all that out of the way, let's get to the show. The only place we have not been is the city comptroller's office. Otherwise, we've been to every place at least <gasps> once. Okay. Where do we think you guys meet? I mean, 
if I could put some, well, it depends on what scene we want to do, because we can do the scene with us after. The other thing that could be done is I clearly would have gotten word of Sam Lane's arrest. Yeah. Um, and if I wanted to go try and strike some sort of bargain against Sam Lane, this would be the most opportune time mm, for me. That's or probably... we could do that too. I mean, either, yeah. either. Yeah, one. this is probably the right one to do. Yes. Okay. So I would like to, est- oh, but we don't have a prison. But we, well, we can establish, right? You can immediately yeah. create a location that you need as you need it. Perfect. So what do you need? Okay, thank you. I need, uh, I guess he's just being held at a jail. Okay. Yeah. So he'd be in the holding cell of a particular precinct. Yes. So what precinct are we at? Um, hmm, we need a name. Two-digit number. Two-digit number. 38. 38th precinct. 38th precinct. Tell me something about the 38th precinct. It always smells like a bathroom. Yeah, definitely. It smells like a meditation closet. <laughs> but like, with that really... Acrid disinfectant smell, yes. like they were trying to mask it. It's yeah, it smells just about as clean as the cops. Ooh, there we go. There we go. It smells as clean as the cops. Excellent. So yes, now you have one. And what would you like to do there? Thank you. Um, so I would like to establish a scene at the thirty eighth precinct mm-hmm. between Sam Lane and Aaron Cross. So Sam, where are you being held? Are you by yourself? Are you with I a bunch of people? am in an interrogation room, I think, mm-hmm. um, handcuffed to the table. Okay. I literally have to stretch for a Jim James showdown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you have been left alone for a little while. Yeah. And you have uh, a long, empty cup of coffee. Uh, oh, and he is obviously beat up. Oh. When we know from the last scene, he wasn't beat up. No, he was not. Um, he's got like one little line of blood on his lip and uh, a beautiful movie black eye. And he's hunched over. The door opens. Our scene starts. The door opens and, uh, Aaron Cross is standing there having a, a brief conversation with the, the police officer that's letting him in. And, uh, hey, th- thanks, John. Appreciate it. I'll, I'll get this whole mess cleared out. Don't even worry about it. Saw the wife's new car. It's looking good. As he, he, he slips him an envelope of something and walks in the door. I want to use my unchecked privilege. Yes, you do. <laughs> you super do. Uh, this goes off Moxie, which, uh, because I choose odd stats, I have a negative one to. Oh, as bad as it gets. Uh, so two. So on the results of that, I will read this for the, uh, the GM. Um, let's see. Oh, oh, I get to choose one of these. Yes. Mm. Um, it will get me in trouble that I can't spend my way out of. It will get me tangled up in something. Or I'll have to beg to help me out just once. Oof, boy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You clearly saw the envelope with cash getting passed. Mm-hmm. What, what, what? Just the result of that. And then option C is going to happen throughout our role play here. Yep. We'll, we'll stumble onto it, I'm sure. I, I walk into the room. I close the door behind us. Aaron Cross, why am I not surprised that the city comptroller is conducting interviews at the police office? I came here because I heard about what was happening, Sam. You killed someone at the docks? What is wrong with you? Didn't realize you had such concern over me. Maybe I should offer you some coffee. At least I would if it didn't stink here. Uh, he flicks the empty cup across the table. Oh, you're not handcuffed? Oh, um, he's handcuffed to oh, the table, but he's right. got, like, he flicks it. Aaron knocks the cup off to the side. He pulls a handcuff key out of his pocket. He undoes your handcuffs. He, Sam, Sam takes his wrists and just rubs them. 
So what's your play here? You you have your lackey plant me in the right place at the right time, and you get me in cuffs, have your boys rough me up a bit to send a warning? You, you're, you're just sitting here writing stories on yourself then, are you? Well, you're, you're worse than little trips, goodness gracious. I imagine I that I'm here because I'm close to something, Cross. You have thought you've close to something since you were 12 years old. It's all you ever think. There's not a news story. There's not corruption behind every corner. This isn't the movies. You're right. This isn't the movies. Comptrollers don't conduct police interviews. I'm not here to conduct a police interview. I'm here to get you out of trouble. What are you talking about? You realize why you're here, right? Yeah, I realize you why I'm here. You murdered someone. Your man told me to meet him there at night to turn over, to turn state's evidence. Charles? No, the other kid the, what, who constantly my, turns his nameplate away from me. What's my butler's name? Because I'm going to Terrence. Terrence? I'm a journalist. I don't discuss my sources. <sighs> Listen, no one that works for me was going to meet you there that night. I don't know what in the world. Are you, you so sure? Yes, I'm sure. Mm, I really? With all the money that's flowing through Mercy Hospital, I would think you've got a mighty hefty payroll to keep track of and that perhaps not all the right presidents end up in the right pockets. You're going down the wrong path. Unless you've got someone else that you want to put in my paper, I think I'm looking at exactly the right headline. No, you're, 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 you're wrong and your reckless reporting is going to get even more people in trouble. This is not the right time for your nonsense. Now, I can walk out of this room and they can trial you for murder right now. Because that happens apparently immediately. <laughs> this isn't the movies. <laughs> the legal system moves very quickly. <laughs> Not like in those slow movies where there's a long arraignment process. And <laughs> listen, are we are we past laughs? Okay. <laughs> listen. I, I'm I'm the one. I'm your salvation right now, and I shouldn't be doing this. We we have a long history, you and I. No, I absolutely know that you shouldn't be doing this. This is unbelievable. This is where your mind is, Sam. You can't process what's actually happening. You've been a reporter too long, and you need to stop having little trips hang around you. What are you saying? I'm saying I don't want her to be as deranged and crazy as you are. She's a good kid. She's a good reporter. She is a good kid. She has no business being a reporter. Being a reporter is a dangerous business, isn't it? Are you issuing a threat against your sister? I'm just making a comment about a reporter that just murdered someone sitting here with a black eye. And a Some people might interpret those comments as threats. You interpret a lot of things the wrong way. Listen, Cross. Have you ever wrote anything good about me in that paper? Has the City Chronicle published one article that supports what I do? Anything. Even the smallest thing. I don't know. Has the chief ever taken your generous gifts? Or has she walked away and stayed in the number three place, where at least it's clean? <sighs> the problem. That's your problem. That's always been your problem. You just, you see me as some sort of villain. Some villain of your life. And you don't look at all of the good things that I do. If it wasn't for me, Mercy Hospital would have gone under today. You want a fluff piece? I just saved a cat sanctuary two weeks ago. Where was that fluff piece? <laughs> You've written plenty about the mayor. They dug you an awful deep foundation for that cat sanctuary. <laughs> oh, I can't even. Oh, oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> I gotta work my cat like in there somehow. Oh. Oh. 
You wrote a fluff piece about the new donut shop that opened down the street. You wrote a fluff piece about the unions when they were still in power. You wrote a fluff piece about the mayor when he couldn't keep a single thing in this city together. But yet me, I'm always the problem. I hear that you've been roughed up in their jail. And Sam, I don't believe that you killed that person. I don't know what happened to that person. That's the cop's job, not the reporter's job. Well, Mr. Cross... A reporter such as myself can't help but notice that we've had four mayors in the last six years, and three of them are behind bars. This city has been plagued by problems for the past decade, and yet the only man who still maintains any amount of power in the city is standing right in front of me. Yes, because I don't do anything that will land me in jail. That should be my proof of innocence right there. It's awfully convenient. I'll tell you what is convenient. When I was up front, I paid your bail to get you out of here. I'll pull strings. I know some people, and I'll get the charges dropped for you. You'll be cleared of this whole nonsense. And this is supposed to engender me with confidence? You realize that you found me at the scene of a murder with a corpse on the ground, and my shoes had blood on them. Anyone who was clean would put me away, or at least try to. But you come in here offering me a deal. No, Aaron Cross, I don't think I'll be playing your game, because I know exactly the sort of thing you represent for this city, and I won't stand for it. Larger offices? What do you think I represent for this city? A stable form of government? I don't know. Maybe if I could get the zoning permit to dig up that cat sanctuary, I would know. Listen. Meanwhile, (laughs) we have a... uh, I still need to beg him for one thing. No. So, okay. Yeah, but we have we have mm-hmm. a bunch of stuff that happens. Uh, when whoever said, what do you think I stand for in this city? Um, we have a quick thing of various things. Is that a meanwhile I, montage? Meanwhile montage of uh, the stuff that's happening uh, under your direction at the various locations where we know significant action is going to be taking place. But, like, the stuff that's currently happening. So what is happening in those places? Okay, so, yeah, it, it, it cuts over to the, the, the mayor's office first, where you see uh, Charlie, my secretary. Um, he is he's running around. Uh, he's got newspapers. He's trying to get uh, – the, the, there's a wave of inquiries about this murder that's come in. So he's getting everything sort of handled where you see, like, the, the mayor is, like, hiding back in the office somewhere, just scared of dealing with the entire issue. Uh, and, and we have Charlie, apparently, as the person doing Doing that, we cut over to uh, a different part of the docks that we haven't seen yet, um, where, where we see sort of the, the traditional businessmen making dealings. Like, yes, yes, this, these shipments will be good. We will have stuff here. We, we are pan- planning out the new business section, uh, you know, here that we're going to build, build the new factory for the new shipments uh, and bring 500 jobs here. Uh, and then we pan over to the cat sanctuary where there's just like a dozen cats just playing, <laughs> playing with, with with little yarn balls. So that one's real. <laughs> oh, okay. He buried bodies underneath the cat sanctuary. There are no, the only bodies are in the cat graveyard, Aww. which I also built outside to honor them. Oh, little little cat statuary. He's not little cute. Cat mausoleums. Ignore him. Back to it. I have done so much for this city. I'm trying to do something for you now. Are you admitting your guilt? 
I'm just saying an honest man wouldn't offer me a deal to walk away. Is there also a moment where Colia is killing mother? Oh, Jesus. Oh, my goodness. I think that has to... It has to happen because of my terrible choice. Right. Okay, so yeah, take that. Yeah, so, I mean, it's... it's Are we going to set it up as the montage? Yeah, that's part of the... Just Let me set it up like the montage. Uh, And then then it pans over to the hospital where... What do we call her? Do we call her old lady? Old lady Flynn. Uh, Yeah, Helga Flynn. Helga Flynn. Flynn. Uh, We pan over to the hospital in a room that's quiet with low light where Helga Flynn is sleeping. And Koya, he's not wearing the jacket he was wearing earlier. Um, No, he's wearing a gown. Because he brought oh, in yep. the gigantic gash. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I really feel like this hospital, you saying Merc Hospital, makes me think that there's like an orderly that we go to specifically to get patched up. So I finished getting patched up by him. And um, I, in my gown, the hallway's empty and I, I make sure it is. And I, I cross the hall and I close the door behind me very silently. If I may, I think that's when we hear the stretch of gloves uh, from behind the closed door. Yes. Yes. And um, I think that's where it ends. Yeah. Oh, just with like, with Ma in the foreground. Right, and, and he's just... The silhouette. <laughs> right. Uh, and then we cut back over to you guys. I know, Sam, that you didn't do this. You're soft. That's why you wouldn't do it. Are, are you a killer? You know I'm not a killer. I do know you're not a killer. Because you ordered the man who did the murder. That's a bold accusation. I've got a booklet full of them. Why won't you listen? Why won't you listen to reason? Why won't you recognize that everything about this situation stinks to high heaven? I've got an editor, and we've got lawyers at the paper. We might not have the most money, but we've got enough for a trial. I'm trying to help you because I need something from you, Sam. And what could you need from me? You know that my mother's sitting dying in the hospital as we speak. That's the most evil thing I think (laughs) I've ever said. Oh, no. You know this is a fact. I've seen the hospital. I've passed your mother's room. (laughs) I'm aware of hospitals. It's a building. I know what shape it's in. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And it's not going to just be my mother that dies. If that hospital doesn't get the funding it needs... You know why the hospital doesn't have the funding it needs? Mm, because the comptroller's crooked? Because you write articles that accuse exactly that. So when I'm trying to get funding for that hospital, what will no one do? Because they read the City Chronicle. Sam, I'm going to get you out of this, but I need something from you. I need one piece from you because the other newspapers, they don't believe. Someone has been spreading lies that those aren't reliable. I need one article from you that says what we're doing at the hospital is good work. And if I have that article, we get to get the funding that we need to save it. That's all I need. So this is my tough choice, yeah. apparently. Looks like. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks like you're being offered a terrible choice. So what is it? Uh, the, the, the choice is you can write the fluff piece for me. Or know that essentially the hospital is going to go under if you don't. Okay, because this doesn't just affect me. This uh, affect you. This affects Felix too. The other, uh, the undercurrent element there mm-hmm. is if you write the fluff piece, you know you are actually validating the suspicion you have that he's as crooked as everything. So it's about it's the choice as to whether or not you you know stick to your guns and to do what's right mm-hmm. at the cost of well it it kills you know 
Mrs. Flynn, and it probably will send you for murder because he could just walk out the door. I will need something from you. A phone call to my editor. Yeah. End of scene. Oh, God, you killed Helga. That's, <laughs> that's so good. I can't believe these hands. <laughs> so good. Oh, My skin crawled with that one line. I didn't yeah. like that. Ugh. Yeah. That was good. That was that, that was, was evil. That was very delicious. That good was, old fashioned Jim McClure evil. That was no. That's deeper than Jim McClure. <laughs> yeah, we did it. I will take you to some places in this game. <laughs> we did it. Next scene. Next scene. You're the director. Oh boy, I think it is Flynn and the Chief. Before we do this, I'm both of those people. <laughs> uh, you can just make another chief. It's all right. Uh, no, I'll play the chief. <laughs> We've got a rotating GM situation. Right. Rotating chief. Rotating yeah. chief. Rotating chief. It was that easy for you to get him out of jail. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> oh, we don't know that he's out of jail. We just know that he called his editor. <laughs> no, he he posted your bail. If I took the deal, he right. posted oh, my right. bail. That's right. We don't know what happened. I think it largely depends on well, what and, Felix and remember, decides. You saw me to pay off the guard, presumably for time in here with mm-hmm. you. Yeah. You saw that as well. So yeah. you, I mean, not that you ever had doubts that I was being crooked. No, but. no. Again, a, an honest man would not come into prison to offer a deal for a fluff piece. So <laughs> I have the smoking gun that I, I need to think. <laughs> that's a hard thing to try and argue against. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, I think it's, uh, the morning at the City Chronicle. We have Felix Flynn sitting in a chair across from the chief's desk. The chief is walking through her gigantic haze of smoke, mm-hmm. um, as she's walking back and forth. And you say he didn't call you? No, chief. I haven't seen him since. He didn't call me either. That seems completely like him. You know how he gets. I know how he gets, but it was it was a simple story. Sending him, you said you saw him at the hospital, right? Saw him at the hospital, but that was a day ago. The cross story is too important. Chief, put me on it. <sighs> the chief sits down behind her desk and rotates the chair uh, so that she looks over the city. The skyline is dominated by the high-rises for the two rival newspapers um, with their gigantic logos printed on the side (laughs) of the building. Everything in this city is falling apart. Not everything, Chief. This paper still stands. Our integrity stands. I don't like it. I don't like Sam disappearing and you going out after the same story. It's not safe. Have you called the bars, Chief? He stopped drinking a couple of years ago. You know that. I know that, but it's tough times. All right, I'll call around to the bars. And in the meantime, we need someone on the story. So you're on cross. Oh, Chief, I'm not going to let you down. Can I trust you? Of course he can trust me. He's your brother. Well, I know he's my brother. That's why I'm asking. You don't gotta ask. All right, all right, don't get in a bunch with me. You're on cross. Lane should have notes at his apartment. Here's his spare key. I'll let you know if he's there. I'll call you in every few hours. I'm not going to let this one slip. Good, because if this one slips, we're going to have to shutter the place. Now get out of my office! And she 32 skidoos out. Mm-hmm. We'll fade to black. I was also setting something up to pay off later in that scene. Ooh, wow. <laughs> for those playing along with the moves at home. Is that two acts? Uh, no, it'll be... It'll be- Palomi I think Pelomi started, right? You started, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. That's two acts. So you have an option here to go to a third act. 
Uh, we, we, I don't think to, the story is yeah, resolved. Yeah, the story's not resolved, then, so then let's we need to do it. Back. All these balls are in the air. All yes, <laughs> no, it, it's all about to get real bloody real quick. Yeah. Well, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Do we have to establish any other places? Um, well, he did. He, he established Lane's apartment. Oh, I, yeah, wrote, Lane's apartment. I wrote it down just in case. Oh, there's a place that needs to be established. What's that? And, and, and that is Old Lady Flynn's funeral. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Yes, yeah. Jim. Yes, it does. Oh. Yes. Oh, yes, it does. Oh. I feel real is bad, it, you guys. <laughs> is it well attended or is it just these people in a giant room that's set up for hundreds, but it's just like Fuck, six? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Dad, my mom. Your mom. My Your mom. mom. My mom. Our mom. You monster. <laughs> Nearly everyone's Not mom. my mom. Aww. Not your mom. Like, Apparently your dad was also just not great. <laughs> the alternative was to have Kolya waiting in Lane's apartment for when she walks in the door. Uh-huh. Yeah. I really That can like still that. very much that, happen. That can, yeah. I, all of this can happen. Really yes. like all right. <laughs> so we are now armed. Does anybody want to change, tweak, or modify no. any of their belongings? No. Otherwise, it's go uh, time to the third act. I feel like I lost the knife. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you, you hit it, you stab, you throw it in a dumpster somewhere. I threw it into the ocean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You chuck it off the side of the dock, absolutely. So the knife's gone. Because then it's just his shoe prints and the cigarette butt. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's... I still... I have a gun. You do have a gun. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Okay. So we are starting Act 3, which again is optional, especially because we have a smaller cast and the acts go quicker. When we're starting out Act 3 with a funeral, because this is not like the movies, and funerals happen very quickly and immediately, (laughs) and we see a grainy picture of an older woman's smiling face with big 70s hair and some some good old-fashioned 1950s jewelry. Love the combination of these two aesthetics. That's uh, that with, with flowers around it. Um, a shellacked beehive hairdo. Yes. yes. For, for Mrs. Flynn. It, it's like done in a funeral or in a church where there are just a lot of empty benches. There is a crowd of, I want to say, one person. <laughs> and Aaron Cross is currently... Speaking to that one person, and that one person, of course, is Koila. Koya. 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 Jeez Louise. Is Koya. Um, and Aaron Cross has just been giving a big touching speech. Uh, in the back of his mind, though, he knows the whole time the reason that it is just him and Koya in in this funeral is he has paid the people he need to pay to keep word of her death silent. That no one knows outside of a very small group of people that this occurred. And cute monster. He's given a speech over uh over over the death of 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 dear old Lady Flynn. Old Mrs. Cross, as she should have been named. He once once he's done, he he says his final piece, and he comes up to Coyle. It's a sad day. I feel like the entire time you've been speaking, and I've just been at this farce of a funeral. <laughs> my job's just been working, just the whole time. I and pat you on the shoulder. Is it the bad shoulder? Yeah, because I'm unaware. <laughs> um, so I, I I do that. That that hurts. Please don't do that. You did a good job. <sighs> Does not feel like I did. It's what's needed to be done. 
killing your mother needed to be done? She was... Listen, it's a sad day for me. She was going to die anyway. She was never coming out of that bed again. We do have some things that we have to work through to finalize everything that's going on. You took care of everything at the docks? Yes. Okay. I've got... Sam Lane is going to write the piece that we need to get the funding to the hospital. As soon as that story is out, we'll report the, the death of Mrs. Uh, Flynn. Mrs. Flynn. We will report the death of Mrs. Flynn. We'll report the atrocious conditions in the hospital, and we will get it shut down with all of that funding already still attached there, which is everything we need now that the docks are cleared away. Everything's come together. It's what needed to happen. And you have done a marvelous job at this. I feel like all of that, like, Koya's nodding his head, but it's not registering with He's not a smart boy. <laughs> and um, he he thinks about it. But she was your mother. And? I feel like it uh, with that, your butler uh, comes up to you. The car is ready, sir. We have to move for the final acts of it. Do you know what you need to do? The. Mm, how do I want to set this up? Do I want to tell you to either go to Sam Lane's? Yeah, I, th- I think I was going to more directly order you to kill her if you were. You going to walk in on this scene? Mm-mm. Okay. I don't, it's, I don't know what's happening. Okay. Okay. So the last thing you need to do is you need to go over to Sam Lane's. He's on two twenty two Street Street. Yeah, twenty-two Street Street. Yeah. S-T-R-E-T-S-T. I, I know Street the Street. place. Yeah. Uh, as he's saying this, we we cut to an exterior shot of two twenty-two Street Street, uh, and we see Colia walking into the building. As you're explaining what what to do, you need to to get over there. Make sure he doesn't have anything additionally incriminating. Uh, once I get word that the report has been submitted from his end, we'll take care of business. And we see Kolya enter the building at the bottom of a stairwell. This is a five-story walk-up. The camera moves up five stories very quickly to a shot of Felix at the top of these stairs, opening the door to the apartment. It's very, very dark inside. Felix scrambles around for a light switch and flips it on and sees Papers, like newspaper clippings, reports, a madman wall oh, full no. of classic... Uh, you classic. had a red line wall? Yes, I've got a red line wall. Oh, I've got delicious. pins. I've got red yarn. I have a big picture Lane, of Aaron Cross. Lane, you have a red line wall? Why? But why, it's Lane? Not, why? It's, it's not just one wall. It's the entire apartment. <laughs> the entire apartment, Lane. Why? There's the cat sanctuary with, like, a huge amount of, like, the construction company that worked on it. The specific orders for the amount of concrete that needed to be poured. The the zoning, uh, like, two different zoning slips. One for a depth of, like, a eight feet and one for a depth of 20 feet. <laughs> There's just so much information just c- completely covering this apartment. You're home, kid. You anywhere in here? Uh, she goes searching around for you, turning on the lights in the apartment slowly uh, as she makes her way towards whatever the deepest part of it is. Um, so, yeah, you, you circle around, um, not finding anything as you step deeper into the apartment. 
we cut over to Kolya, who is now uh, at the fourth story, approaching that the top of the stairway. Uh, you hear a voice calling out from the apartment. Okay. Actually, I feel like I don't. Mm. I feel like you're just talking to yourself. Yeah. And I think what I'm going to do is I walk up to the door. I kind of jimmy the knob a little mm -hmm. bit and see that it's... Uh, did you leave it unlocked? I left it unlocked. Of it's unlocked. I left it unlocked and open. If there's an opportunity for danger, everything's left open. Okay. Yeah, there we go. Gotcha. So I feel like what happens is I, I get the hint that someone's in there. You hear the very tail end of a call, like the of a of someone speaking, mm -hmm. and then it goes silent as um, we go back to me. I'm in the bedroom now. No one's there. Um, he has a phone. I start to call the chief. Gotcha. Back to you. I put my leather gloves on, and I open the door silently, and. I'm I'm walking in, and for a big dude, I walk pretty silently. Um, and I'm kind of taken aback the same way you are by everything, because <laughs> there's a lot. And I feel like the camera zooms in on a couple of places where you can see me grainily in the background <laughs> of certain shots. Like, that damn cat sanctuary. <laughs> damn cat set. I'm allergic to oh, cats. Oh, God, of course it is. <laughs> We are dumb people. Uh, I think, Felix, you, you have to have your back to the door mm -hmm. um, as this like imposing figure. Do we is up connect to, you. to the chief? Yeah. Yeah, where do you want? He ain't here, chief. Where could he be? Did you check his answering machine? I feel like in between that pause, mm -hmm. the line goes dead because I pulled the cord. Chief? Flynn? Fine. And I grab Felix from behind, but I don't, I'm not doing anything lethal. I'm just holding your mouth so you don't scream. Mm -hmm. And she struggles and but tries you're so to. so small. <laughs> I'm struggling real hard, okay? I think it's time for a roll. Yeah. Um, somebody's got to fight it out, yeah. probably, right? Well, so. Unless you have, like, some sort of special. I was moves. just looking. I don't have anything. Good enough. No, for, nothing good yeah. happens now for you. No. No? Don't you have something that makes things really bad happen for... I have, like, a, I both of my good things aren't, like, uh, danger-prone Daphne's cool, but it's not, and it, I didn't take it. So, also, real quick, one of my actions is yard time. Yeah. So, that first hit that I took from didn't Wanda, count. it didn't count. Right. So, I'm still at 3 HP. Yeah. Yeah. So, I try to fight it out, I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, are you the aggressor or the defender? Oh, I guess I'm the defender. And then the aggressor yeah. rolls. Okay. So, initially, I was going to be like, I don't want to hurt you, but shit, I want to hurt you now. <laughs> I'm, or, how does it work? Because attacker, I'm trying to attack. Attacker rolls. So then, I'm attacking? No, You're not. You trying, I attacked you. Are you trying to hurt her? Are you now trying to fight her or restrain her? I'm trying to restrain her more than anything else. You don't need to roll with that. That's not a okay. fight. That's just a, I'm restraining this person. If anything, I feel like this is us, like, initially, like, this is going to end up being us talking it out. Sure. That's totally yeah. fine. So yeah. you're just grabbing her. Right. Narratively done. Right, right. But I am being grabbed from behind. Right. So, so I'm the aggressor. You're right. fighting so it I'm out. I'm trying again. to fight. So you're going to roll fight it out. Yeah. So I rolled an E, and that's probably going to get negatives to it. So it's a risk? Is that the? Yeah. So nothing. Um. So it's an 8. So on... 
Um, I succeed, but only enough for the weapon to do half its full injury. That's not an issue. You're not being weaponed. Right. So I succeed. What does that? You have the chance then to take an action. You can stomp our foot. You can... Hit me in the shoulder. Hit her in the shoulder. You can head butter. You can struggle your way out. What does this look like? Okay. Um. So, yeah. <laughs> so Felix is pretty small. How big are you? Like... I feel like I stand at probably like six two. Okay, um, Felix, let's put her at let's He's, put her at just like five foot. Oh, she's yep. very very little. Oh no, she's small and she's just wearing kitten heels. Um, so she struggles. She man, she steps on your foot. It doesn't do anything. She elbows you in the gut. It doesn't do anything. It's like a Jackie Chan movie. Um. And uh, then she headbutts back into your shoulder. Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't do anything, but you were just hurt in the shoulder. Yep. Um. So you let go. Yeah. In a second. I think I, I let go of my hand on your mouth and I'm just like, like I growl at the pain that you hit me with. And I think I steady myself by stumbling back a little bit. Mm. And I put my hands up and I'm like, I don't want to hurt you. What's the idea, bub! And she grabs her her little handbag <laughs> very defensively. Um, put that down. No! If you don't tell anybody I was here, I won't tell anybody you were here. I, I have every right to be here! This place is going to go up in smoke in exactly ten minutes. She grabs her notebook. <laughs> <laughs> She's so cute. Brilliant. Um, Call you You've always struck me as a pretty okay dude. I try. Why is this place about to go up in smoke? Sam Lane's a good fella. Did you see the room outside? I know he's pretty weird. <laughs> but that doesn't mean he's done a thing wrong. You went Irish there for a second. <laughs> Well, the, the Murphy coming out. Well, I know he's a weird fella, but that doesn't mean he should—he's done anything wrong, or that you should add arson to your rap. You make valid points, but I have a job to do, and that involves getting rid of evidence. A job for my brother. Yes, a bad dude. He's not that bad. He's real bad. <laughs> I have to do this. You had a gun at a hospital. Who are you there to kill, Kolya? Who are you there to pay off? Well, I was the one getting paid off, if we're being honest. Uh, well, who was that letter for? I think you gotta roll talk it out on this. Yeah. Because there's a very, very volatile truth that Kolya is holding back. I know how the story ends now, and it's amazing. Backside. Of, I don't know what I did. Of the talk it out. Uh, the talk well, it out. depends on what you did. Uh, talk it out is um, Moxie. Cool. Um, so eight. Mm-hmm. So what happens on a seven and nine? Um, you want the on seven, you get what you want, but the other roller person can offer you a hard bargain now or put you in a terrible position later. I think I'm gonna offer a hard bargain now. Sure. And I think I think what it is is. I I will tell you 
everything it is you need to know, and you can write it in that notebook of yours. But what I need in return is assurance that you will leave as soon as I am done. You will let this place go up in smoke. This is an apartment building. I am aware. Pull the fire drill if you want. Okay. But we need to make sure that the people in this building get out safe. You get that. That's not my concern. Fine, but you're telling me everything. Why don't you have a seat? Cool. Cool? Yeah. Cool. I've got because this was all part of the same scene. Just I think this would be awesome. Uh, the camera pans back to the funeral, yeah, and it's just a shot from inside the casket with Aaron Cross. Boom. Yeah, Close totally. I think that's yeah. where it ends too. As the as the darkness of the coffin lid closes, that's where the scene stops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. That's fade to black. Um, maybe we should jump around a little bit. Sure. Yeah. Um, because uh, I think I know where this ends, and where I think it ends is amazing. Uh, we have to figure out you. Yeah. I wouldn't mind. How about IGM? Got to get you out, buddy. We need to know what. How about IGM a scene with you? Well, yeah. So one one thing that I'm figuring out, uh, just from based on what happened, because Sam didn't call in when he said he was calling his editor, he didn't call his editor, and that's all we know. Right. So we don't know what the contents of that phone call was. So you want to keep it intentionally ambiguous? Well, it was intentionally ambiguous up to this point. Um, right. I think something needs to come out. I, I do think he called something into someone, but I... The real question is, and I think at this point, because we only have a couple scenes left, mm-hmm. we need to confirm whether you took the deal or sold out Cross. I Okay. So we, got it. We, we need to do a scene where we flash back to that phone call, because I think I know who it's with now. Oh, and this is the exact right way to do it. Um, so I'm, I'm going to GM this then. Yeah. It, it, it fades in. Uh, Sam Lane, you are walking up the steps to your apartment, and we have a flashback to what happened mm-hmm. previous do we want to go back to your phone conversations? Yeah. Do yeah. Okay. And we flash back to the police station as you're, you're, you're contemplating what, what you have just done and the fate that you have made. Uh, and we recall back to the conversation you had on the phone. Uh, so we, he, uh, we see him that night beat up with his beautiful Hollywood black eye when the phone rings through and the person who answers the phone says, the social club. This is the Mater D speaking. I need somebody to play Pierre, the Mater D of the social club. Yes. Or the socialite club. Is that? Yeah, we named him Pierre. Okay. You did name him Pierre. Cool. This is Pierre. This is Sam Lane. How can I help you, sir? I'm here to call in a story, uh, he says, nodding at Aaron Cross, uh, who is, like, watching him from across the room. I don't think I follow. It's uh, something of a unique angle, one that has details that haven't previously been made aware. I see. Regarding the funding for the Mercy Hospital? I understand. Right now, it's not receiving the proper funding, and I think that's a real shame. I agree. And it's because Aaron Cross has been impeded in his work. It seems roadblock after roadblock has come out in front of Aaron Cross. Aha. And I think it's time that somebody set that right. I think I follow your reasoning. The details of this story are in my apartment. I'll need somebody to drop by. The chief has my key. If I'm going to write this properly, I'll just need somebody to collect some of my things. We will arrange the necessary personnel, sir. This is going to be a big turnaround for the Chronicle. 
I can tell you. <laughs> okay. So we, it, it, we'll see if everyone's on board. We, 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 we fade back to present. Mm-hmm. You open the door, you walk into your apartment, which is now empty. Because presumably whatever, whatever they were doing before has resolved itself and they're gone from the apartment. And the apartment building was not set fire to. Uh, as the camera pans back downstairs after you close the door in back inside your own apartment and downstairs at the base of the apartment, we see Kolia lighting a fire. This is the same day. <laughs> oh. Fade to black. Oh. Now I'll tell you in my mind, from here, there's one last scene, and that's between us. Because oh, you just got the whole lowdown on everything dirty that I've been doing. Yeah. You know that I killed our mother. Yeah. You know I'd set it up for the whole political thing, and it would be you confronting me in the end. I also feel like I told her about you being switched apart. I told her everything. everything. I like that we don't have to ever understand why you know that. She just does. She just knows. We'll let the audience have their imagination. And it's the final confrontation. You have an item in your inventory. Yeah. Yes. Yes, she does. Who wants to... Well, but it's... I'm the director now, right? Well, no, we've been hot because we went... We've been jumping around. I feel like Palomi's got to be the director now. Are we okay this doing, like, the final scene? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Because you all are left a little bit ambiguous as far as, you know, what what happened, which I think is a good wrap-up for for what you all were doing. You didn't go straight, though. I didn't. But No. uh, (laughs) No. Real bad. No, she did not. (laughs) The the only location you have that you really haven't gone to is the office. I I think that's that's a good place. place. That's got to be where it is. I feel like the way it's set up, I'm going to describe the shit out of this office. Yeah, you are. It is cush as hell. So, I feel like City Hall, the outside of it is is a very stately building. It's a very nice Art Deco style sort of building with the eagles and everything. And you walk into it and it gets a little bit dingier. And then as you go up the floors, it gets nicer again. And um, there's the mayor's office, which we saw, which was small and not the best. But then we go to the comptroller's office, which is a whole wing of the building. <laughs> and we walk in. And as soon as you walk in, there's huge oak doors. You walk in and it's just oak flooring from wall to wall. And there are three large windows on the other end of the room. And your desk is a mahogany desk sitting right in front of it. There are bookshelves lining everything up to those windows. And um, you're sitting behind that desk, you know, smoking a pipe and fiddling with your watch. And you're, uh, you're looking pretty pleased with yourself. I I am I'm writing an acceptance speech for mm-hmm. a new position right mm-hmm. now just to have it ready. Fountain pen and everything. Absolutely. I'm 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 writing it with just slow intricate detail that I want no one else is going to see it but me, but it needs to be right for when it gets framed for the other office in this building as everything has happened perfectly according to plan and it has been a good evening and I punctuate it with a dot on the paper. That's where our scene begins. I feel like Terrence opens the door for you. Oh, yeah. For, the the for butler Felix. shows up at work, too. Yeah. Yeah. What are you doing, Terrence? Oh, man. What does Terrence sound like? <laughs> he's a mute butler. I'm he's just. Not- no, he, okay, he spoke earlier. He's an okay. old reserved voice. As someone to see you, sir. <sighs> Who is it? I'm not taking anyone at this point in time. I tried to explain that to her, but she was very insistent. Let Felix in. 
Mm, she has already let herself in, it appears, as she just, like, strolls past. I'll let you have the room. Terrence, take the car. Keep it running for me. Very well. There will be no need for that. What Terrence, got- you see yourself home. Have a good evening. I'm going to say that counts. <laughs> <laughs> you go home, but you better not have a good evening. You better not. <laughs> What is it, Little Trips? I've got too much to do. You shouldn't even be awake at this hour. You have no idea what kind of hours I keep. What can I do for you? Mother's dead. How do you know that? Why do you care? Because I care. I I was at her funeral earlier today. That's the thing that you care about? I didn't let you know. I can understand you being upset about that, but you would have reacted harshly. I was trying to spare your feelings. Mother's dead. Yes. And the I've come- thing that you say to me first is that you, you know what, I'm through giving you chances. This only proves that you can't handle these types of situations, which is what I've been telling you. What? What have you been telling me? When's the last time that we have had a decent conversation? The last time we had a decent conversation was before you were a reporter. The moment you became a reporter, you were no longer my sister. Aaron Cross. When was I ever your sister? What is that supposed to mean? How long have you known? Known what? Mother just passed. How long have you known that we weren't related? What are you talking about? I feel like at this point you probably get up out of your seat. Oh, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm standing, the chair falls down behind me, the, the cigar has dropped out of my mouth. What are you talking about? Is that why you had no problem killing her? Killing her? I tried to save her. No. No, you did not. You said that you were keeping up the funding on that hospital. And you weren't. You were funneling money through it. And I know. I know everything you've been up to. You're being irrational. Irrational? Yes. No. No, I'm giving you one last shot, Aaron. One last shot to come clean, to turn yourself in, to prove that you've ever meant anything to this family and ever given a damn about me. I'm the only thing that has ever mattered in this family. I'm the legacy that's going to carry it forward. This is what you don't understand. You want to know, I don't know where you get your information from, but I'll tell you what would have happened. If we would have just let everything play its course, our inept mayor would have let our mother die in a hospital because he doesn't know how to run a city. Our inept mayor would have allowed this entire town to fall apart, not just the hospital, but everything we have and everything we stand for. I took measures to fix things. You are the thing that is tearing it apart, Aaron. I am the only thing that's held it together. This is it. This is the conclusion. By morning, Mayor will be out of his position. He will no longer be in charge. I have rebuilt the infrastructure. I've done what needs to be done. I have fixed our city. I have fixed our family. How? I feel like in the silence, you hear just a crap ton of sirens start going off. And they're speeding by the window. Every day, how many more of those are we going to watch go by? How many more mothers are going to die? Yeah, you want to call me cold? That I don't care for the family? I care for you. (laughs) I've built a city that you can grow up in. No. You ruined the city that I care about. You're not smart enough to know what I've done. Trust me. And I think 
when that happens, there's there's just a good old column of smoke going up somewhere in the city beyond. I know everything you've been up to. I followed the story. I followed the leads. I have it all. You're ruined, Aaron. I'm not ruined because you're not going to do anything. <laughs> you're wrong. Oh, am I? The City Chronicle is going to run a report about what I've done, the proper things that I've done. You're going to keep your mouth shut. Here's what's going to happen from this point forward. I'm going to go out and announce what's happened, what our inept mayor has done, the death that it has caused of our mother because of the hospital. I'm going to walk out to my press conference that I have in 20 minutes, and we're going to end all this. No, here's what's going to happen. She pulls the gun that she'd gotten from Kolya's bag earlier. You're going to sit right back down in your stupid plush chair, and I'm going to call the police. Right now, and tell them everything. Everything that you've done to ruin us. Aaron Cross looks down at the gun. He looks into the eyes, back at the gun. He calmly walks over, puts his jacket on, buttons it up. One. Aaron, don't do this. Three. Aaron, don't you make me do this. He reaches over to the telephone and yanks it out of the wall. Aaron! Little trips. That's an adult's toy. Put it down. Aaron! He walks right past you. You're my brother! He's standing between the door and you, his back back turned towards you. And she shoots him. Fade to black. Oof. That's the end of the movie! Oh, thank you ever so much. (laughs) Oh, that was great. You have made me very, very happy. Absolutely. Thank you so much, John. This was a blast. Thank you you for sharing that. That was... Oh, that made me very happy. And it was narratively complete. Well, heroes, that's it for One Shot this week. But don't worry. We'll be back next week with a preview of Torg Eternity. In the meantime, I hope to meet some of you at Star Wars Celebration Orlando. And the best place to do that is going to be at the One Shot Podcast Meetup, April 15th at 7.30 p.m. at the Gods and Monsters Comic Shop at 5421 International Drive. We'll be there to play board games and meet folks. If you want to run into us at the show, this is your best chance. Heroes, I sincerely hope you enjoyed listening to Noir World on our show. If you liked the game, you can go out and back it now. Noir World is still on Kickstarter. It has smashed through so many stretch goals, and it is waiting for your support. If you want to entertain yourself with more great gaming podcasts, check out Modifier. Modifier is an interview podcast with host Megan Dornbrock that's changing the game when it comes to changing games. Designers of every level are invited to discuss what prompted them to hack a game, the kind of play experience they seek to create, and the types of stories they're hoping to tell. Episodes range from discussing the humblest homebrews to the most sweeping systems, so there's something for everyone. And if you want some live streaming content, be sure to join us this Wednesday at 8 p.m. Central Time when Pat O'Rourke will be hosting the One-Shot Twitch stream. We're at twitch.tv slash one-shot-rpg. As always, we end one shot with a call to action. This week, I'd like to talk about protecting low-income families. The proposed Trump budget would eliminate $3.3 billion for the Low Income Home Energy Assistance Program. It's a critical safety net program that provides energy and cash assistance to low-income families to help keep heating and cooling during winter, summer, and any extreme weather conditions. If this program is eliminated, 6.1 million low-income households 
would lose access to financial assistance for heating utilities. Heroes, I live in Chicago, where the winter can routinely bring us into the negatives. I can tell you that here, this is not an issue of comfort or entitlement. This is an issue of life and death. Thankfully, you can help keep this vital program around. And you can do it by contacting your representatives and letting them know that low-income families are important to you. Calling is easy, fast, and it can make an enormous difference. Now, if you find the prospect of calling your representatives intimidating, don't worry, you're not alone. I do too. Thankfully, I was able to find a summary of this issue, along with the contact information for my representatives, and a script to read while I'm on the phone, all at fivecalls.org. That's the number five, calls.org. There, you'll be able to find issues like this and so many others that need your voice. Of course, calling is only part of the equation, and you can be even more effective by contacting through multiple channels. Another service that I use to make my voice heard is ResistBot. ResistBot turns text messages into faxes to your representatives. All you have to do is text RESIST to 50409. They'll ask you questions and help you sign up. OneShot is a proud partner in the Chicago Podcast Co-op. If you're an advertiser looking to reach an engaged Chicago audience, be sure to contact the co-op about advertising opportunities. And if you're a listener who wants to find a new show, check out Talking Games. Each week, Chicago comedians Tim Dunn, Clayton Margison, and Kellen Terrett team up with a special guest to discuss their thoughts and feelings on the world of video games. As always, a big thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to help us in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend about the show. You can also leave us a rating or review on iTunes. Every five-star review we get helps new people find the show. If you want to hear more from the show, be sure to follow us on Twitter at OneShotRPG. Look us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OneShotPod. Check out our Tumblr at OneShotPodcast.tumblr.com. Check out our Google Plus community, or look for news on the site at oneshotpodcast.com. If you're looking to inquire about advertising rates, live appearances, and commissioning episodes, or you have a question or comment about something you heard on the show, contact us at gamemaster at oneshotpodcast.com. One Shot is a joint production between Peaches and Hot Sauce and Paracosm Press. Peaches and Hot Sauce is a Chicago-based comedy network with tons of great podcasts, videos, and live shows for you to check out at peachesandhotsauce.com. Finally, that music, which is right now swelling up over my voice, is Be Your Own Pet with Adventure, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes! Okay.